0: Joseph Hunters, g'day, welcome to the deep dive. Guttural noises from Jack Dickens, who's back and amongst it. Uh, Pleasure to be welcomed by him, by Shane Curlio and by Mark Roden. We're going around the grounds, but we will start in Queensland because that's where the Group 1s were, which means something. But, Curls, shall we just touch on, before we jump into the main races, shall we touch on Ayrton because it had basically won the Stradbroke and now it's not winning the Stradbroke?
1: Yeah, look, I think... um... Said this last week. I thought it was favourite for the Stradbroke, just based on how the opposition was going. Um, I suppose, that, like it's got beat. Fair enough. It seems seems to have regressed on the punting form data um, from that Corfield win. Um, small margin defeat. Um, if it wins, you know, like it's got beat. What a long head or something like that, or a long neck or something. A small margin, anyway. Um, race fine when it was just too good too strong um, not much to say about it there's still no clear I was sort of would have preferred at one um, just because it would have painted a clear picture for the Stradbroke give us give something to look uh, have some interest in the race um, but yeah anyway I did, know did what,
2: you hear anything from the yard on this horse
1: no I didn't no
2: it's regressed one point two lengths on the punting form data, mm. and that 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 figure it's done at Caulfield was like not touched, yeah. just cruised around. So like, you you could comfortably make a case that at Caulfield it could have run a ten, so, you know. So it's a two and a half length regression. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. First
0: time going the other way, I guess. Is that a an
2: second excuse? up? Like you you think second up? Yeah. You think like I'd be very very keen to forget it. Trust the SP, trust the horse, and absolutely steam into this thing. Especially if it's not going to Stradbroke, it can't. You're not going to get a shorter price than you you'd have to take on Saturday, are you? No, you're going to get a better price for sure. I think it could oh, be one like, yeah. like, the better the month stuff.
1: Well, look out of the race. Uh, Patchy Chase has got excellent track stats. Um, front runner, sort of said in the preview that he will be the catch me if you can type horse and. Um, the, the eye-catcher out of the race was Amish Boy. Interestingly enough, um, he was back to the inside uh, on Amish Boy, fastest last 600 of the meeting. Like, he's, you know, he's got beat. What was the official margin there? 0.3 uh, on arguably inferior part of the track. Um, as the day progressed, we saw that, and the punting form wide starter tells us that as well. Apache Chase was the winner, was the... Horse that was closest to the rail
2: all day that won. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Right.
2: So, Ted, do you think Amish Boy, Anton, to a, a like a fairer track, especially away from Eagle Farm? Bet. Yeah, away from Eagle Farm, has
1: got to be. Yeah, away from Eagle Farms, the point, the key point here, I think.
2: Hope, hope they go to different races. Uh, there is obviously
1: Apache Chase goes to the Stradbroke now. Um. The other two will
3: probably meet again, Ayrton and Amish boy. Oh, Christ. He's, he's only won one race, Amish. He's run a lot of good races, but he finds it hard mm. to uh, hit the wire. Well, if you trust, if you, if you you look at the,
1: the track data on punting form and have a look at the wides data, the wider they got, the better they went later in the day to the point where Accelerate sat five wide, no covering the last and still won. Um what, is, what do we say about the inside on the day? That's the big query, I suppose. Um, our first bet of the day, Louvois, was up the inside and over racing on a good tempo, and um, may have got bogged down a little bit. So I don't know. I've got to go back and I don't have a firm position right now on
2: track. Okay. It's a real rabbit rabbit hole horse that Amish boy, isn't it? Like you, you look back to it on your putting form page, and like. It's just the form, the the horses around it are enormous. Yeah. Seems it's gone around a big price. And then if you go deeper down the rabbit hole, you just completely torture yourself mentally. (laughs) And you look that it, it got knocked off by a horse called Euphoric Summer first up, who couldn't win a fucking Benchmark 7 race for us two weeks ago at (laughs) Morpherville. Oh, wow.
0: Best not to go too deep down that rabbit hole. Uh, Curls, can we talk about the Kingsford Smith? Because this race, um, to quote... Darren McCauley, they were up and down like a Greek wedding there towards the end and none of them wanted to win except for the horse that Jamie Carr was riding.
1: Um, yeah. Sort of easy post-race. Vega Vega 1 got the exactly perfect ride that a horse like it needs. Um... You know, just like that slingshot finish type of setup. Great ride. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to make of it. Like, Jonkers led and walked, which was the first well, walk for class. They went slow, um, which was the first little shock, I suppose, of the race. And, like, well, it gave a good kick, and it's around second. Um I thought Nick and over went really good initially. And then when I look back at the meeting, yeah, he ran the fa- second fastest last 200. Um, but in the next race, accelerates, sat five deep and and still wins. So maybe that where he was in run was perfect as the days unfolded. Wide with cover. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I really don't know what to make of this race. Like, I don't know whether I'm pocket-talking because i got the shits at Nick and Over that we took $15 earlier in the week when the first markets come out. sp 750 and missed a hole. So I don't know whether that's sort of clouding my judgment a little bit. It should. It would. Um, it would. cloud mine. But certainly, like, Signore Fox dies back to the inside runs third. What does it say about the rest of them? Like, are these horses just going or what?
0: Yeah, I mean, G-Tri has been beaten, you know, settled seemingly in a perfect spot, so to speak, and... Done completely shit house compared with uh, what we would expect, but I mean slow tempo is probably not going to suit it that much. But still, you'd expect it to be a bit closer in the finish.
2: Um, yeah, it's... I mean, uh, four point two
1: lengths
2: separated the field. <laughs> right, and you got any theories on these like older champion horses that sort of go off the bit a bit? A uh,
3: bit, 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 bit.
1: Like...
2: well, uh, GTR.
3: Yeah, well, he had an issue, didn't he, before this prep? And you're, uh, you're, you're, you're the veteran of this this team.
2: you, know, a, you You've
3: know. I'm certainly the veteran, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, actually, only just in front of curls. But, you know, you've seen a lot. A lot of I'm people watching haven't seen a lot. They, just, they know the G-Trials are good horse. It was in the market in an Everest. It's gone shithouse two times in a row now. In races that off its Everest run, it should just be putting away. It hasn't. What do you do with that?
3: Well, it, it had an issue before this prep didn't it? a bone chips operation or yeah. something, Um we all were prepared to just hope for the best in the um, Goodwood, and there's half a pot on its jump out too, wasn't there? Although that was that was half bullshit, I think. But um, he's he's not at his top, and I mean it happens to happens to us all, you know. <laughs> we have a peak, and then it's hard to maintain that. It's the you know look even even a horse like Winks, you know, who won her last hundred starts or whatever it was, she was never as good as she was on Cops Black Day twenty. 20- 16 and she raced for another two and a half years after that. Yeah, it's just that her level or two levels off was still good enough to keep winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it happened, it happens to every horse. I mean, trekking in the same race is another one who, if he'd been going to his best of last spring or the prep before that, and he loomed up to win this too, probably right spot. But he, it, you know, a few miles on the clock now, it just can't go to that level anymore. By the way,
2: it looked like he loomed up the previous start as well, didn't it, Curls? It, trekking, and we were.
3: Mm. we were ascribing that maybe to fitness, but I think that that excuse is sort of gone
2: now. You reckon they just sort of get to that point, and that mentally the the animal just goes, "Nah, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna hurt myself that much. I'm, oh, I'm not the gonna theory. not gonna put that much lactic acid through these old joints anymore. Fuck is, yes, I'm done." I've heard
3: the theory that they do get a bit clever and they realise they're going to get fit anyway, uh, <laughs> as they It's you know, um, understandable. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um no, it, I Chris Wallace said, you know, they, they start to think a bit you know, which is not what you want from a finally turned one athlete or any athlete. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, I'll oh, get ready to push the button, Peter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Horses. In this case, yes. Yeah. Um, oh look, it, it's a physical. You know, it's quite, I think it's it's certainly physical. Just more miles on the clock, wear and tear. You know. Aging joints and all that, and half mental, and they, you know, maybe just lose that competitive desire. That's one thing. Like a horse like Winx never lost, even if her ability wasn't quite at the same level. That she obviously got winning.
2: Yeah, that, uh, but that, of... that's that pack chasing mentality. That's like it, my yard stuff is all come from like my own experience, like a human being playing like shit level football. Yeah. You know, when you're young, yeah, I could go for a run by myself, and I would just push and push and push. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I go for a run, and I go, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> car's a bit tired of. Yeah, yeah, a bit so of... my heart's a bit tight. I, I might walk for five <laughs> yeah. but if I see a bike in front of me or behind me You'll I'll trust. keep going yes yes and then I'll probably t- tear that calf but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well, you get physical... older you so, think more you're like, yeah. like this isn't really worth it
3: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: okay that was the Kingston Smith what about the Derby girls um, are we saying that the First two across the line were suited. How the track was playing, Explosive Jack was probably not.
1: Ah. Or is that making
0: excuses for a horse that, you know, was going for four derbies and, you know, might have had enough after a pretty reasonable year? Oh, there's there's a... Just
2: genuine... There's genuine excuses. Just... I have not watched this race or any races in Queensland except for the last race at Toowoomba. And... (laughs) Just off what Curls is saying, this horse is in, going to be in the wrong part of the track. And it's John Allen on an inside barrier, which is like a double negative. If there's not the place to be, I'd much prefer John barrier like eight and out.
1: Well, I thought in run, like obviously, well, I mean, I was on Explosive Jack and we were on it. Um, when he settled fence, rails in run with Senor Toba out directly outside him, I thought we were fingered. Mm. Um, for those reasons that you just said, like, look, there was half a run there in the straight. He come, he did come off, um, and there was half a run. He followed Budapest or some bullshit horse. Kukeratcha was directly outside him, and then that Matt Dunn horse got in his way. Then mm. the Waller horse got in his way. Kukeratcha went outside the stable mate. Explosive Jack went back to the inside. That was about the two hundred. And then Explosive Jack goes back inside where no horse competed for the entire day,
3: um, and he's been beaten a length. Yeah, I thought watching live that if he got to the outside of a cheater, if he got that run, he'd probably just about get there. But he didn't. The, the interesting about Senor Tober, I mean, pretty sharp bit of riding from Bowman to get him into yeah. one off from the outside gate for a start. Yeah. But he's outside the favourite, and he did not... Take off around the field until he was absolutely certain that Explosive Jack was going to be stuck in traffic. It was the perfect ride. ride.
1: Yeah, Uh, he hit the front, mate. Oh, I thought he hit the front and was going to go on with it, and then uh, and Cooker Archer went with him the entire. I don't know whether the difference Explosive Jack was it was stiff or not. Um, It didn't have everything go its way in, in transit, but. You know, it doesn't take much to stop any momentum over twenty five hundred, twenty four hundred. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. you only have to change, you only have to, you know, have to zig and zag, and lose two, one or two strides momentum to make a big difference at that trip.
2: Especially when you lose the momentum and you've then lost the passage to the to the fast lanes, and you've got to take lose that momentum and steer into the slower lanes.
1: Yep.
0: Well, I guess we'll see how many of these uh, end up in Hong Kong for their four-year-old season because.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Queensland Derby's for
0: exactly right exactly it's right it's still
2: it's an amazing training performance this explosive Well, oh. and also quietly the reverse to the um, the previous mock with that horse that we backed at Mofferville we backed Laquiro to beat this horse at Bendigo quite a big bet yeah <laughs> good on Laquiro for knocking it off because <laughs> it's, it's then gone on to one two derbies and almost won a third <laughs> so yeah cheers <laughs> I mean, it's sort of funny, you know. We, look, we keep we keep. We were it was fucking enormous at Mooney Valley Curls that day, Pete. We were there, and we we all, yeah. we, you and I, we back at um, Grand Slam. Yeah. Like, we, we were sitting there. And we go I think it was Caro Grand Slam. And like if this thing goes forward, just hit the button. Yeah. So they went past us the first time. And we Our stack was on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was a big run that, that day as well. It's, it's a fucking impressive horse. It's been up for a long time. Yeah. Great training performance. Okay. Yeah, we say that
1: we say that regularly. Great training performance. Um, it's becoming normal mm. these training performances. Waller, Ma, Eustace, like they just keep producing. This Kukerarch has been going around a bit. You know, he had six of the first seven across the line in the roses last week. Waller, like he's got the Quinella in the
3: Derby here. He's um, and still. You can back everything he takes to the races over the last three months and win, just back him blind, every horse. Yeah, I might start doing that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) a lot that's time consuming. (laughs) Fucking
1: hell. The other race probably just probably worth a quick mention was the – was the 2 year old size produce yep. that was a group two? The, yeah.
0: the the winner is actually the half to Samizdat and Samavaro For uh, anyone who's interested in Perth racing, you probably recognise those names. So uh, handy little family. But um, what do you what do you take out of the data curls? Because there's a few sort of like pooey-looking performances here, and Converge has ended up.
2: <laughs> like, oh, let's just start though. How, it's a, how is this a group two? That the figure is a disgrace. The figure yeah. wouldn't win, like, most races at Sandown on Wednesday.
1: Now, there's a, now, these horses will go to the Group 1 1,600 metre race in a couple of weeks' time. and
2: look, oh, it's, com- it's a complete myth. I'm, I'm, t- I'm sorry to t- cut you off, mate, but, like, fuck this. No. It's just <laughs> mythical. Why are they, these group races, like, there's so many of them. This yeah. is not a group race. And then they'll go to start or like, It's just a, it's, it's, oh, fuck, it does my head look in. Look at the Group 1 way race race. Look at its figure. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, just if you're watching, do, do the maths. You notice how, like, we're huge on being accountable and we'll give you our results, win, lose, or draw, because we want to, like, go, we're either pretty good at this or we're shit at it, and get on with our lives. Find me a breeder or a, a trainer that goes, I've spent X amount on racehorses and returned you Y. Locked you won't find any. Like that's ever happened. <laughs> you know, this is
3: a little off topic, but the best... Um, breeding ad I ever heard. They used to have a radio ad for Mossman when he first went to um, stud. And their selling point was that Mossman broke the track record at Moonee Valley, 2040 metres, the same day Martin Powell won the Cox plate. Now that's true. But he, he won in race two and Martin Powell broke his record by about three seconds later that afternoon. (laughs) That is the best
2: ever.
1: Uh... (laughs) Um, Look, I suppose uh, out of this race, I don't know. Like Converge ran really well. Port Louis was um, synthetic or filler first time and ran really well. Um, too, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Like Ranch Ranch Hen was shit. Um, there's it, just like there's so many horses in that race that were just going there hoping. Yeah. Um, that they could run 1,400. It's just not even a race. I don't want to spend
2: it. It's smart. It's a... a, If I owned one of them, that's what I'd be wanting to do because you don't have to be very fast.
0: So what happened with Converge? Because obviously it's drawn widest. It's a horse that typically races on speed or has been in Sydney and it's ended up basically last and flashed home. I mean, surely with a vaguely even track, next start and half a barrier, roll forward, like Hard to be. Yeah.
2: Wasn't an A ground.
0: I mean, yeah, but it's it's also defying against its own pattern. I mean, it's going from mm. being a front runner to all of a sudden being last and having to keep finding. I mean, it's just. But if
2: you review the race, Peter, you saying it's not suited, or you're saying
0: suited? I'm saying not suited. I'll have a look at the replay, but um, I'm guessing that Tim Clark has schnicked the thing from wide straight back to last.
2: Yeah, fair. And also, having said all of what I just said, fucking extreme choice is going pretty good at start. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> we'll maybe send a mare to him. <laughs>
2: <don't know>. <sighs> All right.
1: I wouldn't um I wouldn't discount the last race. I I'd sort of half I sort of half liked Madame Rouge's run. Back to the inside. Um yeah, it went to the Stradbroke last year and just got knocked off right on the line by Tyzone. Um, sort of anticipating it'll be taking a similar path.
2: And ca- capable of uh, much bigger performances than that.
1: Yeah, I thought she was good back to the inside. Um,
2: I love that horse, but it, it owes me a stack. But it, it's, it's very backable, very findable. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it sort of peak next start somewhere. And 100%, if there is, there's a MBLs going in at Queensland?
1: Yeah, I've seen the press release last night or yesterday. Um, yeah, that'd be
2: interesting. Madame Rouge the perfect horse. They always go off about $10, 12 15 and all of the early birds back it. Every yep. time. Because it was a black book run every time as well. Yeah.
1: So we'll see what happens here. It'll be interesting to follow the format of this meeting. Um, Eagle Farm traditionally is a track where horses find it hard to find the line in quick time, like finding a horse to break 12 seconds for its last furlong. Like it's, like it doesn't, it's, it's a testing track, Eagle Farm. Um, there was three horses that were vetted pre-race uh, during the week um, from the RQ vets. And all of those three horses were past fit to run, and all three pulled up variable amounts of lame, lameness post race. Um, so I don't know whether that's a, that's a um, whether that's a reflection of the quality of the vets doing the testing, or the or the track, or the horses, or what. So um, there's, there's always those little issues from from Eagle Farm and horses pulling up a bit sore from the from the track. So we'll just
3: see um, I should water it more. that's the, that's the uh, solution
1: yeah 100 mils 100 mils a week during the summer because it drains so well anyway um, I'm still not firm either way on, uh, on, on a decision on how I thought the track played I'm just using the punting form data and it says well, water the better as the day went on so I'll leave it at that I think
0: that's all you can do sometimes just let the data hold your hand or guide you just mm. come to the right conclusion um, let's skip down a little bit, let's stop off at Brandwick, Mark Roden Gravina uh, completely obliterated that field in race 5 over the last uh, couple of hundred metres
3: didn't it, what? Um, yeah I I found it yep. I didn't think it was a certainty, I thought it had a, it was a real good chance at the price uh, it was $10 uh, in first markets it's run about $7 ish
2: I don't reckon you're any chance to get NBLs anytime soon. The, uh, the <laughs> Darth Vader is extremely busy.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, They're also <laughs> trying to get people to bet through the tote with the bonus bets on the tote. Oh, the, and, you know, they're referencing the tote markets. are going to be Tell coming what, in late. Mate,
2: look, I think maybe next week, because we're not really that sort of organisation, but we could have a chat about, you know, all those takeover potentials and what's happening. Mm. Players might kick him out of the NRL, then all of a sudden... Rupert says hey mate. I would have thought
1: um, I would have thought racing New South Wales participants would demand that their CEO do one job and one job properly. Um, and that's to look after racing.
2: Nah. Do they care? They're there.
1: Prize money. Well they're paying down Prize to the tenth,
0: you know, significantly, so what does it matter if you win
1: or run second? <laughs> I had a look- I had a look at that the other day. Sorry to digress. From the yeah, we've stopped talking
2: about Grimma. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <well.
1: laughs> there was a bloke, there's a trainer in North Queensland, John Manson, and he must have about 100 in work because they run, they pay the 10th in North, like in Queensland as well. Yeah. So he can take a truck to the races every week and run top 10 because there's only 10 in the race. I worked out there was $30,000 worth of prize money earned, that he earned for the month with um, just horses that run. Just went around without that's without winning percentages for actually running a place or winning. Yeah. The business
3: model. It's an
1: amazing sport, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Gotta find an edge. It's
1: the
3: same in Victoria. Victoria pays the tenth. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I,
0: I think it's just the um, uh, the proportion. You know, I think almost all states pay the tenth in some way, but you know, should right you on. be getting like a yeah prize money that arguably should be going to first. I mean, I'm okay with people getting like their nomination feedback, so to speak, or, you know, enough to pay for con- uh, transport costs. But, geez, when you're getting a significant proportion yeah, of well, a winner's oh, fee.
2: It's, it's I, I was thinking about it yesterday because we backed one that had a barrier trial. And I huh. I reckon it's where, like, i come up with the word snicked. Yeah. Because, like, when you're playing cricket, you just snicked off. You just wasted an in innings. You shouldn't have played at that. So the jockey jumps and just wastes it and snicks it back to life. I think that's what my little brain was doing. And they, they, they you see it all the time. That's why we're so big on like show some intent, put into the race. Because why would you, why would you go and race at fucking Cran- Cranburn in, in the dark for a trial when you can just go to like Climpton, jump out, go to the back and run on? They, they don't run any time, at, really, mm. and get paid. Jockey yeah. gets paid. You get. You might get a proper jockey who gives you a better report. Yeah. Loads more information. Yeah. Snicking. I hate it.
0: Anyway, Gravina.
3: Back to Gravina. <laughs> <laughs> Gravina <laughs> yes. Um, like I said, I thought it was a good chance in the race at the price, but I wasn't expecting this. Um, two approaches here. Look, if that's the real Gravina, now, is a group horse. On figures, he's undoubtedly... Good. I mean, he's returned a 10 on punting form. Vega 1's won the Kingsford Smith Cup in a 6.3 overall. So yeah. that gives you some idea. And my figures line up with that too. I think he's he's gone absolutely enormous for this class of race. And he's... Well, he's taken a smother off a... Not a breakneck speed, but, you know, he got a perfect run and he got the run at the right time. But he's come home in 11 too. That's group class acceleration as well. And group class racing style on speed, but not necessarily a leader. You know perch up get the trail push the button go the drawback if there is one is that he's he's had a bit of racing and he's never done that before i did mention to you blokes on saturday that he was coming off a, a totally totally unsuited run at scone with a big weight on a, on a windy day when he, he chased a very very fast pace and was left in front too soon and only got run down on the line so that was what sort of pushed me into backing on saturday but even though I expected him to get a better run, I didn't know he had that that, that in him. So that's got to yeah, be a dude. little bit wary. But if that if that is him, he is a horse capable of winning in, in Group Class for sure.
2: Well, oh, everyone watching at home and myself included, curls Rodent breakdown for for everyone on a good good four good three tracks. Eh, around there, like eleven point two to to twelve point two seconds. The last furlong, you, like Curly, you just spoke about it. Uh, what, what what's a measuring stick there like what what's benchmark what's per, what's what's really big what's shit?
3: well just in terms of a second you know a unit of time the the, the rule of thumb is a, a second is worth six lengths so if you know on the same day if one's coming home 11 one like ravenna and something's 12 one that's that's six lengths faster in over 200 meters yeah. so that's that's your rule of thumb um yeah i mean it was a the track wasn't too bad on Saturday. day. soft five, I think, was about right. Um, but one And overall time of 69.04 for 1,200 is... That's a pretty good, good track time. So, yeah. It was a really... I mean, starting, obviously say it was a really good performance. But if it can back that up, if that's, if that's its new level, he's in a lot of races.
2: So if a horse can run like a, a, a solid benchmark figure for the class say to the 600 and then run something sub like 11.5 last
3: 200 pretty yeah. good horse well that's you know that, that's your perfect sort of race horse if, if it can be uh, put into races so front half of the field or first three or four ideally and then accelerate off that so you're going to win a lot of races
0: isn't it funny though? The last two starts, so we're taking the weekend, and then also that race at Scone. Uh, very similar performance against the class benchmark on punting form style. Right. In fact, they're both ne- negative eight point three. So, yeah, which is
2: like I, yeah. I I don't have a clue about the eleven seconds, twelve seconds, yeah. thirty. I don't I don't even I, and I never will because I don't need to because all, all I've ever used is punting form. Well, not all I've ever used, but the last sort of four years, and I just use the their benchmark figures. Yeah. Yeah, which is an equivalent of the, like what's in road that's experienced uh, and deeply wise skull, noggin, I'll
1: tell you why I went to the unit of time measurement for this week, because just to the eye, I couldn't find any horses wanting to find the line
2: yeah.
1: at Eagle Farm. So I'm going back and have a look at what Vega 1 did. Um, obviously, it was a fairly blistering you know, late, finish, late finish, but you'd sort of have a look at what everyone else is doing, I suppose, on the day. Um, I certainly don't use it as a measure.
3: Yeah, it's... It's only yeah. for a day. A day. It's all, it's, everything's relative to the day. But look, yeah. I mean, if, just in back of the envelope figures, right? If you, you know, race is up to, say, a mile or so. If a horse is coming home in 11, it's flown home. 12 is okay. And, you know, 12 and a half, 13 is shit ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, on a good track, so.
0: But it's unfortunate we don't have uh, public standard, standardised times for each individual no. race course or each individual state. I mean, they've got them in Hong Kong for Happy Valley based on the class, well, based on the got distance. Fucking, we've
2: got a group two yeah. where they're running minus twos in a sport that's funded by wagering, <laughs> in a sport where you have to pay for the data and then you have to either be incredibly intelligent or resourceful to actually get a bet on. It's, it's absolutely fucking staggering. But true.
0: It's a wonderful world. Uh, probably the other horse that's worth, I guess, just talking about briefly at Randwick is that uh, April Rain. Uh, no real yeah. support for it on the day. What, what, what are we just saying? It hasn't come back this prep or it's just too too fat?
3: Which race was it? Race, it was race seven. Uh, what was it, seven?
0: Yeah, Dream Circle was the winner. Yeah, um, April
3: Rain's run unplaced. Yeah, Dream Circle beat three first uppers. Um, mm. I think the race is rated okay. Um, Dream Circle's gone really well, but um, she's this is the, this is the downside of SP profiling. She's been mm. favourite, I think, if not every start of her life, very, very close to it. she
2: she's run she's run the biggest figure of her life.
3: Yes, that's it's, what I said. The race has gone well. But yeah, the market's wrong, isn't it? It looks like it. It looks like she's a first up last prep. She there was a bias at Canterbury, you know, hot rail and she sat back, circled about 7 wide and run just pissed in. So everyone's think uh, ever since then everyone's had a you know a great horse pretty well, and, and
2: She ran a figure that would have won that two-year-old race up in Queensland on a negative <laughs> yeah. 2.7. Like it's not a big figure. <laughs> she ran a 4.1 third up last her last start of the preparation, second preparation, last preparation. Yeah, yeah. She went 6.6 slow, which is a disgraceful time first up, and now 4.2, which is a PB by 0.1 of a length.
3: Yeah. So in, in our database, me and my cousin Cam O'Brien's, we have a SP rating figure, and her SP figure for every start is above its performance figure, which yeah. is just tells you that it's generally overrated by the market. But the market's very, very intelligent, so they must be seeing oh, something the- they love. The, yes, well, the, the market is right over the series of 10,000 races. We know that, but it doesn't mean there aren't individual stats.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Jack Dickens, there was three very fast tempo races at Caulfield, producing three winners oh, with big shit. overall numbers on forms data. We're talking award winner, Strategic Phil, Wright and Rose.
2: The first two, shit me the tears. Now, <laughs> who, who had award winner <laughs> sitting outside the lead, apart from the market? Because <laughs> this thing, this thing fucking hemorrhaged. It was a huge, huge overlay for us on Thursday afternoon when I did the prices, the first lot, like first edition prices. Thought, nah, I don't want to back a horse. It's going to get worse than midfield at Caulfield out of the shoot. Massive error, fucking bad mistake, poor gambling. This horse was like, what did it open? It opened like twenty-one dollars. It started four forty, four sixty. Yeah,
1: the, the VOP flux were like six fifty into
2: four forty. Yeah, and there was some big guys that tote early on Saturday too at Corfu, which which was spot on. Um, but like, if you had the inkling or the note inside that this horse is going to be ridden positive, you would have taken. Like, well, I'd marked it. I actually, I never do it. But actually, this race, I think in the text I sent the price we had it. I marked. It, I think it was six fifty. You know, so it, I should have fucking bet at twenty one dollars. It was a big, big mistake. But um. By the time the race came around, it was around 6.50. That was about five minutes out. Because <laughs> I think I said to you guys, like, to to the to our clients or customers, and, you know, it, I've got it about the market, 6.50, which it was. It started 4.40, 4.50. So it's a huge go last five minutes on top of the bigger go. Huge performance. But the horse that made me the most ill on the weekend is this fucking strategic fill, which... So... Uh, <laughs> Friday the week prior, my son got sent home from daycare because he, no, he didn't get sent home from daycare. We didn't take him because he caught hand-foot-and-mouth from daycare. I then caught hand-foot-and-mouth from my son. Uh, it is a very brutal thing to deal with as an adult, in my experience. It is not pleasant. It hurts. You know, curls. Curls would note wrote it. You know, when you're training in the middle of winter and you stuck it out in the cold. <laughs> And then you went inside, had a hot shower, and that, like, burning yeah. sensation on your fingers. Yeah. That was my hands for a week. My yeah. throat cast. Went to the doctor on Saturday, in between a race, just up the road and back, to get the clearance to get the sun back to daycare. The only race I didn't watch live, but I listened. And, Peter, how many times have we backed fucking Strategic field?
0: Uh At least four.
2: Potentially even at Wangaratta, but we backed it... We're definitely back to the Yep. Yeah, uh, back to another time where it's flown home and just missed. Back to um, the
0: Caulfield behind Aussie Nugget for sure.
2: Yeah, like if it just showed intent, it wins. I'm riding the bike because the kid gets car sick. This I can't make all this up. <laughs> this is not true. This is all true. So we're riding along, and I've got the phone blaring, and I can hear it's outside late. And if I was at home, (laughs) even on the 15-second fucking delay, I would have pounded that thing to at least a neutral position, if not a very big winning position. (laughs) And you just drive home. And I got home just as he crossed the line, and I fucking knew he was going to win. Now, this thing has run a career peak at start number 30. Yeah, It's improved seven lengths off its previous start. It's... It's never... It's And its previous start was it's uh, near its PB. It's run two seven and a halfs. It ran a five and a half last start. Now it's run a 13. I think some, That's a bit sus, isn't it? No, it's not that sus because there's absolutely nothing going on in this market at all. It was friendless. And the worst part was the opposite to award winner. If I was fucking there watching, this thing got out to a, just, just on our price. Come and jump, so... Uh intent. Billy Egan.
1: Some, intent. Holy shit. You know There was some really really genius narrative on a uh on Victoria's racing premier uh premier racing channel. Um saying that if you go out in fast time and come home in fast time you run fast time overall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I like that. heartily. that's it's very hard to disagree with it. Light, massive light bulb moment for me, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but geez, they've, they've run some time early there, haven't they?
2: Yeah, just uh, what they go. They went 13.2 to the uh, 600 above.
3: That's mm. like it... a um, one of those confident rides that um, horses from a certain stable in Queensland uh, get given from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no.
2: Well, maybe the horse just like can handle it. It's never been given the opportunity. Anyway, I'm not
3: suggesting
1: that jockeys get. I'm not suggesting that jockeys get legged up and get told ride this like it doesn't, like it won't stop.
2: I did. I did think uh, on Saturday. Speaking like of it. jockeys, D-, D. Oliver showed why he's like easily the best in Victoria, probably oh, Australia. Really? He was sh- he was shit and poor first two races, tactically inept. What did he do? Went back, thought about it, and completely adjusted. He sat three wide, no cover on Plaquette.
3: Okay, yeah.
2: Which was uh, completely completely opposite to how he was riding in the first couple yeah. wins. And then you're thinking, you watch Ride and Rose, which uh, award winner was a mistake, and not pulling the trigger on this horse was a, a, a gutless mistake, which I regret deeply. Um, I had it shorter than it was. I just wasn't sure. I thought they might sort of go too hard here. They have. But they to had. the eye, to the eye, you didn't think that, and you thought, oh, golly, he's too far back here. I'm glad we're not on heavily. And then you look mm-hmm. at the the data. He, he sat a pair further back than you wanted to. But it's the fastest race of the day. Like it's hard to beat, man. Real hard to beat. But- Give him two races to figure out the track because the track was tricky. We thought it would sort of be a lot more even than it was, Peter. Mm-hmm. It was definitely on pace and inside. Ah, uh, like elite riding from the from the goat. Just elite. Speaking of um,
1: elite, if there's any trainers out there that are um, struggling to get a winner, just write into the show and and we'll pot you because we can get them going. Uh, Mark Roden's potted James Cummings heavily in the Godolphin team in Melbourne last week. I did. So so, you're welcome, James.
0: I was going to say, has anyone Anyone potted?
1: Can't get hot? Let us
0: know. Has anyone potted Moody lately? Because he's, he's still just going. Oh. Like, he's just so consistent, is he? Like, that strike rate, I don't think that win percentage changes ever.
2: What about the market?
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Like,
2: well, it's steamed in for um, race seven, right? It was There was two horses I sort of wanted. And the, the, the only one I didn't want was Yonkers. Race six. Yonkers has improved by six lengths to win to knock off last week, who the market was so-so on, who beat Bedford. The market, just all they wanted was another dollar who mm. was completely blessed in run. Great ride, Camera Willer. And uh, Significance w- was given a pretty good ride, See knew it, but plain. It was the other one they wanted. The market has no fucking idea how to handle Peter Moody, in my opinion. I, like, it just confuses me. I get a bit, ooh, what's it doing? But then, can it consistently be wrong? Probably not. Definitely not. So sooner or later, they're going to get it right. That's that's what happens in my noggin.
3: What, what the hell happened with Yonkers' tote price in that race? Oh. What was going on there?
2: So, what is
0: uh, $2.30 best tote yet? What's this last traded price on the fair was $3.20? Yeah. It
3: is <laughs> that's, uh That's over 15% difference.
0: Yep.
2: Well, well someone... you're at a 10%... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Must must have been all those free bets coming into the total
2: late. 10% plus, plus you're not paying commission. Yeah. yeah. Probably the same price.
0: Okay. Uh, let's touch on Belmont Park because...
2: Oh, let's fucking start with just two bits of <laughs> outstanding positivity. No one does this because he's hosting all the time and I always forget. But Pistol Pete put together a 25% pot month. It may. The middle of the year, you're swapping between Ascot and fucking Belmont. You're in you're in the your Yarra Valley leafy thing with a leaf blower and someone jackhammering all the time. You know, <laughs> you're in oscillation and you put together a month of 25% pot. You are a, a, a wizard. You're a genius. Don't call me a wizard. If you're not buying if you're not buying Peter's stuff and betting just intelligently through the week in WA, then you've got problems and you need help. It costs fuck all and the the information is outstanding. Get on board and support him. And, Peter, you think it's now not a trench, but God bless it, whatever it is. It's a swamp. We were completely fucked. We were gone. We were dead. Okay. And Pocky hit it, and we won.
0: So, for for background, for those who weren't betting at Belmont last year, there was a small hill which caused a bit of a trench formation around the 150-metre mark at Belmont. Now, it would fluctuate week to week depending on how firm the surface was. They've done some remedial work in the off season, I believe, to just try and smooth that out, and that's happened. But there's been a sticky spot just before that at the 170, which I'm going to call the swamp. Now, it's about 20 (laughs) metres by 20 metres. Chris Nation was describing this all on radio yesterday because, of course, when it's Bob Peter's horse that stumbles and loses the race in the last, the whole world blows up. If it was anyone else's horse, they would have been, oh, fuck it, doesn't matter. But no, it was Bob's horse Battlestorm, which <laughs> arguably could have won. I'm not saying it definitely was going past oh, rodeo. I
2: if we were sitting at the two hundred betting in play, we would have taken a dollar five. You would have gone bang, fucking bang. I'll take the lot. I would have Shut backed,
0: I would have backed Narod- Narodio area was very strong over the last two hundred, I'll say that. What yeah. a
2: ride. What a ride. I thought we were going to be in a bit of trouble at the top of the straight. Oh. Yeah,
0: sort of lost ground going into the corner. Anyway, this swamp apparently has been there for the best part of four years. It is worse when there is wet weather. They are obviously aware of it, they're going to try and do something to remedy that fact, but you just have to be wary. you just have to be wary of the fact that you know it's a winter track and yes, there is going to be some little obstacles, so to speak. but it's not the trench. The trench did claim a victim in race uh, six from memory. no race three it was on opening day. It was I'm Eugene, it was along the inside. No one picked up on that. no one actually jumped up and down, but you know the horse is 20 to one. Why would they? There was wrong two colours. victims. There was yeah, wrong colors exactly. There was two victims of the swamp there on Saturday. There was no victims to the trench. The other victim was Lord Help Me Run, um, which we had a very very small wager on. But if you watch the replay, you see it stumble at the one seventy.
2: How many weeks in a row is this you winning? Winning the last race, three or I'm two? I'm not
0: sure. I haven't got data on that. I, they're all <laughs>
2: blended into one. Well, if you're watching at home, you haven't got on board. You you will now. Yeah. I like to. Double, sometimes triple press, Peter's last play. It's my last bit of (laughs) the night. And it goes good. I was
0: uh, double and tripling press. Because the radio kept drifting. It was $3.20 in the morning. It's SP5.30.
2: When Um, you sent it, it was $5, the fare.
0: Yeah. So I I doubled and tripled and just have more on. The more you have on, the more you win. Um, The feature race is won by the Velvet King, who absolutely obliterated the Belmont Sprint Field. Um, that horse has recorded the PB for WA. It obviously went across to Victoria, was with Moody, wasn't quite right. It's gone back to Mac in Perth, and basically if he gets anything remotely around a softish track in the Hyperion, it will win. Full stop. There
1: you go. Good. Uni Times ran fifth, Peter.
0: Yes. Uh, I wanted to go back looking for excuses for the horse. It was just a bit slow away. Jumped really well in the Northern Sprint, settled outside the leader. I was hoping it would get into a similar spot. It sort of got held up by KC, which I think is just gone. Uh, that horse I've never been a fan of and it's just exposing itself time and time again, but I hope they keep running it because it takes up market percentage. Um, anyway, it sort of basically got held up a little bit going into the turn uni time, but it still was a little bit flat going to the line so no real excuses there, but we did take early was it 12, 13, 14 dollars a place, so it would have been nice it finished a length yeah. closer.
2: do you like triple press any of Peter stuff?
0: Well, it's hard to when you don't have minimum bet laws in WA, isn't it? Look at all these yeah, other late, cities. But
2: late, late, late you can have more on. Yeah, you can. I, but... I, you, you're like, this month you sent like 80 units, say, you know. I would have sent 160. So I'm already trying to have more on if I can. But also on a Saturday, I don't see the first sort of four or five at Belmont because they fucking jump like literally around the time of, the Victorian race. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: it's pretty torturous. It's actually been all over the shop with the scheduling the last month or so. Usually we come right off the back of Sydney Metro, but uh, a few times have been off the back of, I think, Victoria. One time was off the back of Queensland. It's just it's yeah. tough trying to work uh, out uh, where you are.
2: Unfortunately, I don't think that's the rebate seeding stuff's done much on, on Betfair Curls. Do you reckon it has? Oh, I don't
1: know if it... WI haven't taken enough
2: notice I'm um, like I, I hoping it was more liquid because you need to be st- still quite tactical when you start dropping in if you want to on things you know $15 to $25 that's
1: there's
0: done not z- much
2: there in the money, is there
0: yeah. it, it's done zero you know why it's done zero because no one's able to get on for anything substantial early early yeah like full stop. It's just yeah, turnover is king, and they're limiting turnover by not having minimum bet laws. And it's so far behind the other states. Queensland's going to completely donkey fuck it from now, because why would you bet in WA if you can't get on? Doesn't matter if you've got half an idea. What you're just going to wait and pick and choose your spots late and bet on yeah. the tote. Just right.
3: bet it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So well, great, you lose up to ten percent of your edge by betting late. Not all the time, but sometimes.
2: Yeah. It's so it's just it doesn't matter what like the fair anyone does over there does it until yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if the rebates though, even work in Victoria. I think it will if I persist with it. But I'm not yeah. I'm not looking at the market like eight minutes out like when your stuff's coming through and I'm trying to like just drop a little bit in and and going oh I can just get a bit on there at that price. You know yeah. if you if you went on and tried to back a horse at 20, 20 to one. Would you say? And you tell me if this is the same in Queensland and New South Wales, guys. If I want to back a horse twenty to one at at Caulfield, eight minutes out, and I had a hundred dollars on it, that would collapse it for a bit. It might jump right back out, but you can't just go have it on.
3: Um, eight minutes out. What on a Saturday? Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
2: Twenty like fifteen dollars or more, it's just where yeah, things yeah, yeah. right out. Below that, yeah. yes, have whatever you and, want on.
3: Yeah, you're probably taking all that's available. Mm. at that odds range. And uh, yeah, and as you say, then if the big boys don't like it it snaps back. But um yeah. At that time it's probably about it. Yeah.
0: I guess we'll wait and see what happens with Queensland and more importantly with Victoria as his trial goes on, say, towards carnival time, springtime.
1: I don't know what's going to change there. it would be interesting to see what happens. Like, you, you only have to look at, you know, have uh, you know, dynamic open when the prices go up in Queensland. I don't look elsewhere. Um, but the grubbery is still strong here. Yep. Like, there's a lot of price moves. Now, For the dollar value of those price moves is, is like, negligible. It could be someone having 50 at at $10. And then it's six dollars.
2: Yeah, but the minimum like once the minimum bet laws go up, it's uh, it's quite, it's really really good. Like, if we if we if I build my prices today for Sandown on, on Wednesday, and they go up tonight,
3: I can get on for for enough for me. Mm. So it has uh, and it's had no impact on the time of release of markets either. No, it has.
2: I think I was talking to maybe curls. We wanted a back one at like Geelong on a Friday, and they weren't even up on Thursday night. But
3: I, I think it has to, and this is because I mean, I suppose for the big city meetings, you won't see much difference. But look at it from the bookies' point of view; they've been blessed and protected in a lot of what... you know. Yeah. and because you can just. I won't say chuck up anything, but you can you can half chuck up anything because you can just knock people back, and mm. and, and get your market knocked into shape very very cheaply. Mm. Now I was, look, a few We're talking about a thousand bucks. you're still getting your market knocked into shape cheaply, but they'll have to dedicate more resources to getting that market more accurate in the first place. Which
2: yeah, it's just you're just sort of sitting there hoping. all right, mm. no no one go yet. Let's wait till the six joints up. Yeah. Then that like oh, that's fucking solid start to the, to the betting. Like, that's a solid start, like, on a Wednesday afternoon for selling on Thursday, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. And we, we, so many pricing robots and systems are just keyed into what everyone else is doing. Um, yep. You know, you can't blame the, the, the people that are being um, piggybacked off who go up first for waiting. 100%.
2: Mm. Couldn't agree more. And, and a little um, tip out there for the, anyone... 365, I don't know why, but they're not on dynamic at the moment. No. And it is causing them to miss things. Well, I don't know if it's because they're not on dynamic, but they are missing more than they were. Um, And you can sort of... It's great for us because we're trying to do 50 things at once, and you might miss something. You can just go and check on 365. Oh, they haven't changed yet. Boom.
0: Yeah. We did it race
2: one on Saturday at Caulfield.
0: Have they uh, been going up at a higher market percentage?
2: No. Not much.
0: Yeah. That's know, also yeah. interesting. I thought that might be one of the flow-on effects is, you know, go up 135% or something like that as opposed to 130 and try and I'm, reduce you.
2: But the game's not that easy. So as soon as one person starts going, yeah. they have to start changing it. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're not like, it's not just like the first bet's not the right bet every time. Yeah. You know, you've got your prices and you just see, oh, there's... You know, I'm four bucks. This thing they've got at eight. Let's go. Yeah. I don't the be- the best thing yeah. is the, the, the flow on from what Mark's saying about how that not a lot of them don't do any work really, is that if one joint is eight bucks and that's a that's an error or what like, you think that's an error, every other joint's about eight bucks.
3: Yeah.
2: It's not like one joint's eight bucks and they're going no, oh, well we think we we're right and then. Like, tab, Tab's eight bucks, we think we're all right. And Sportsbet's going, no, nah, no, nah, this thing's a $5 chance, and we're going to go $5. Sportsbet's going to go $7.50. Yeah. And I'm going to say, thank you, thank you, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, like, it, it's good. The less they think, the better for us, I think. Mm. Just like the horses. And the like, like, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> This will be Mark's last sober deep dive, punter. <laughs> <laughs> an internal meeting if needed. Is that a little, con- little it bit tipsy. In the contract. <laughs> yeah, it's contract. Going yeah. On oh, okay. yeah. You know, I'm big on the contracts.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't like. I think. I think for the NBL stuff for Queensland, it's going to change what I do because I've sort of given up worrying about early prices. Yeah, but it's now, like, now I have to now I have to worry about them again.
2: Yeah, it's the Victoria stuff coincided with me not giving a fuck about it and just going. No, nah, I can get on. So you need to figure out how to get on yourselves. Mm. And, and and then the timing's perfect. It's it's a great. It's such a better way to bet. I, I wish that they went up at a certain time so you could be. Oh, I've got to get my prices ready for Friday by six p.m. on Wednesday.
1: One of the things I've noticed, um, probably you know, I've been doing the mailbag stuff for over twelve months now. Um. from when I and f- even from when I first started punning, I was. Uh, it was easier to be a, to be grub to be a grub, and get on some early prices. Now, obviously, with the mailbag and changing changing it a little bit, where you know, 99% of my bets were sent after 9am race day. 100% were. Well, there's a couple. Of, there was a the odd bet was for the Saturday, the main metropolitan meeting Saturday. You know, I've sent a few early prices at like Thursday or something because it's accessible, it's tab, you know you can bet cash or whatever else. Now, with this uh, MBL rule change, it'll certainly change how I the service that I provide because like, the bets will be coming out when the markets come out. Yep.
2: Yeah, but it also. And it Are also. You, like, um, and adjusting on race day. It's a great way to bet. Like, for, like, for us, we might have Jackson going to like, Bendigo, and right. I've already spent eight units or 10 units for us, and we're often in, like, in a really strong position versus the market. So he can yeah. then adjust slightly and pick it off. Like, but you don't have to do that because the market's more volatile and there's more liquid in it and more movement. Like Saturday, our first bet for Caulfield, which could have been on Wednesday night, was Saturday about eleven o'clock, and we, I won twenty-five units or fifteen units on Saturday. Yeah. You don't have to knock them off early. No, you don't have to, but award winner, you, you should. But
1: you also know you also know from from how we bet and and the data that we use. You also have a very good idea of what the steamers will be
2: yeah i love that word steamers (laughs) we should have a product called the steamer the steamer don't say it peter (laughs) Peter.
3: speaking
0: speaking of steamers, shall we
2: talk about the week ahead (laughs) it's a glorious it's a it's a fucking glorious week in victoria I, I'm actually really happy about the lockdown, if it lasts a couple more, like just a few more days. I've had hand, foot and mouth. I've missed nothing. It just lets me focus more on working. We've How got good. Sandown Wednesday and I think Flemington Saturday. Like, what, what more could you ask for in Victoria in the middle of winter? Yeah. you going? Well, I won't be going to Sandown. I think we're I locked know. down. Yeah,
3: hopefully but, I uh
2: I have got a clearance from the doctor to say that I have survived hand, foot and mouth and am no longer uh, contagious. I'll need to see that in writing, please. Um.
3: I've got to say, that was an inspirational performance from you last week, Jack. You've, you've had hand, foot and mouth, a disease I thought had been eradicated. <laughs> oh, hey! Well, you know what hasn't? <laughs> Fucking anti-vaxxers. Yes. That's uh, well, shouldn't I shouldn't have set you off. I 100% agree with you, but I didn't want to set you off on that. <laughs> you've battled hand, foot and mouth. You've found winners. You have the demands of a young and growing family and you're maintaining that beard all at the same time. It's just... <laughs> Mom's.
2: And Darth and I and the whole family sat on the couch last night and roared home the Spawn Super. <laughs> oh. David Carlton, get that
3: Shoot. up your...
2: <laughs> That that tall forward for Carlton's going to be a superstar. um know, okay. Yeah, he's got yeah. the yips, but he's um, fuck, he clunked him. Yeah, yeah.
0: big Okay. Meanwhile, in Sydney, with oh, wake ahead,
2: f- sorry, yeah. Warwick <laughs> Farm <laughs>
0: Wednesday. It's been a day for diversions. Uh, Why on yeah. Thursday, Newcastle, Rose Hill, Saturday, Mark Roden, just a standard week, isn't
3: it? Yeah, this is the lightest week Well, the last yeah. I think last three weeks we've had Tuesdays, Tuesday Provincials, but there isn't one this week. So, um, yeah, just Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, which is fine. And plenty of time to get ready for Wednesday.
0: Exactly, just chipping away. And Curls, you've got the Group 2 Morton Cup the Group 3 Sapphire Stakes, and the Group 1 Queensland Oaks.
1: Yeah, hopefully we get some rain, it gets washed out. Um, <laughs> if not, we'll be betting at Doombin Wednesday. Um,
2: yeah. What about... Uh, I, I just remember <laughs> I got and a. Friday. And I Sunday. Got a, I got a text message from a mate about you, kills said... You probably have to cut this, Peter. He goes, didn't Betfair fuck you, blokes? And I said, yeah, why? He goes, Curly's running around up there in fucking Toowoomba like he's a fucking Betfair mascot. <laughs> <laughs> in the big puffer with him. So, I have... Um, How cold was it?
1: <laughs> it's fucking freezing <laughs> up here at the moment. It three degrees. i don't, I tell you what I don't do, Jack. I don't waste money on clothes. I go to Kmart. <laughs> And I
2: text Clarkie to say, send me a jacket or a jumper. Yeah, no, I that's I said to him and said, mate, when I go to Sandown, I'm, I'm still probably wearing a bit fair a vest. I can't cop that jacket you wear. I, they're, they're the most pox bit of merch I've ever seen. Not, not, nothing to the brand. I, I wear the vest. The brand's so fine. I like to save money where I can. But i like, um, Apologies.
1: apologies. apologies for rugging up and keeping warm on a cold winter's evening in Toowoomba.
3: Can I just, your point about hoping that you get some rain so the meeting's called off sort of reminds me. um, When I was a teenager and first getting to racing, going to the races every week, just loved betting, loved the sport, loved absolutely everything about it. If a meeting got like, and I could only really go on Saturdays, obviously going to school, if a Saturday meeting got called off, I would be devastated. It would ruin my week. Fast forward 10 or 15 years, I'm working in the bookmaking industry, you know, 330 days a year set meeting gets called off. You are fucking celebrating. champagne, yeah. like sure? Go to the footy or go to the pub or something on the broom, you know?
2: that, That's when I knew it was time to give up cricket. You know, you'd just be yeah. fucking cheering the road.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's pretty wet, Dad. Uh, yeah, we like up. it's
3: –
1: like I'm not I, – I don't think – I think I've said this on the show plenty of times before. I'm, I'm less interested in racing as I've become more involved in wagering. Um, yeah. It's no different to the NRL argument. I don't care. I just like betting on blokes that, like, smacking each other up. <laughs> what is doing in the rules is irrelevant. Yep. Only there.
2: interesting? I genuinely prefer watching NRL right now. I'm, like, the only person. Was that? I never really watched much of it when they were, like, smacking him in the head. I watched the highlights, you know. But I watched the Swans game, and I would have watched three, like, over a half a game of rugby leagues this week, and no other AFL games. Also, because the Pope's information is so fucking good that you can, and his bets are interesting. Because I think maybe because PBL's fucked the game, like he's trying to find these weird angles where it's like the second half, and, it's, and he's good at it. You
3: spoke about. I'll
2: tell cool. you one thing I found. Like, so I, I watched I watched the Rabbitohs versus Para game the whole game because we had we had South to cover the overs and the thirteen plus, so. Once South get in front, you're still going, all right, let's put a couple more on them. Let's get, we need to get that total. Oh, hang on, hold on for the 13 plus, you know, and then you get the shot. I love it. And it only goes for 80 minutes. Yeah. The Swans game, like, I even know. the Swans game, it's like fucking hell. I don't, I
3: don't have the. I can watch. I don't watch Richmond every week, <laughs> even, um, but I'll watch Richmond if I can, if it, there's nothing else on. But it's three friggin' hours. It is. Yeah.
2: Why
3: a an Oh, it'd be three periods, like, like NHL. I'm used to events like gravinas, which last sixty-nine point zero four seconds. <laughs> uh, that was very hard to take. Yeah, Coming yeah. Through?
1: Interesting narrative about that rule change. I know we can cut this out anyway, but you know, the saying we've got to protect the players, and you know, we've got to mitigate the risks because of the legalities.
2: Yeah, and he and bluff like a threat from from like a mythical thing, and like in racing, everyone's it, yeah. dependent on the job and has like limited ability and doesn't want to upset the apple tree. And but then you know you they your like shut the fuck up, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So you've got the PVL supporters cheering him on, mainly the ones that are employed by the media agencies who PVL pays shitloads of advertising dollars to. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: talking about you know need to to look after the participants because, you know... And then so I read on Twitter someone re- retorted to that, saying, well, what about the racing industry? Like, is there a more fucking dangerous industry mm. or profession? Well, you're worried about a few head-high hits in the NRL. Like, every time they throw a leg over one, they can come back just, dis- dis- like, with a disability or dead. Yep. yep. Because right. of the risk. Like, if you're going to talk about mitigating risk, fuck me dead, we'll be betting on grounds.
2: Yeah, and also, like, they get paid. Like, it's not... They're not like slave gladiators who are forced to go and perform and risk their lives. They're, right. they're slight jockeys. i tell you like, what. Hang reckon... on, Cam oh, Smith, you want to sign that? Yep. Sign the contract. You're playing rugby league.
1: That's right. But, Could I'm you s- imagine Pistol would definitely would have had a set
2: the
1: to... back or the Coliseum. He would have been sending out info on that live deathmatch gladiator fight, wouldn't he? Oh,
2: oh yeah, he'd be like, he he'd be like been down, been down a amongst the ambulance. dungeon, like walking around, just like three men when they're all
3: chained up. What, what, what about the track bars and the chariot races? You would have been all over that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the <this> status? <artist laughs> <had? laughs> all
0: right, very good. That's been a bit of everything. That's a, a concert, comprehensive deep dive. Bloody wonderful. Enjoy the editing. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Don't need think to edit, edit any of that. No, nah, nah, I think that was all sweet.
1: Apologies to everyone watching at home. <laughs> you reckon a match of AFL goes for too long? Welcome <laughs> to the d <D-pop>. cut. <laughs>